Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all still. What's up, y'all? This is Jay Jock, host of the Hawks on the Hardwood podcast, your one-stop shop for Atlanta Hawks talk. Here you can get all of the up-to-date information regarding your Atlanta Hawks, trade rumors, game recaps. We even try to sneak in a few interviews. So make sure you listen every Saturday to the Hawks on the Hardwood podcast. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. Whether it's spectacular striking, smothering ground and pound, the sweet science or slick submissions, we cover it all. Every single Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts, sports fans rejoice. My team, my voice. Hey, how you doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports, and today we are blessed to be um, right here on the podcast with Adam Stark from FFB Unwrapped. Um, Adam, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, sir. How you doing, guys? Uh, my name is Adam Stark, and I run a fantasy football Twitter page called Everyday FFB. You can find me there, and also you can find at the top of my page uh, a signed Cream Hunt hat giveaway that I'll be doing. So go check that out, uh, follow the instructions, and try to win the hat that I'll be giving away literally within um, a week this Monday during the Chiefs-Rams game, uh, which was just moved from Mexico City to now L.A. But you can find me there, and you can also find me on the FFD Unwrapped podcast. You can find that through the podcast app or iTunes. And it's uh, great to be on the show. I'm just glad to be here. Yo, that's so awesome, man. I know one guy who's going to go crazy over a Kareem Hunt hat. I'm, I'm dead serious. He's the host of our um, our um, Red and Bold podcast, and he loves the Chiefs. So if he gets one of those, he'll lose his mind. So I'll definitely oh, tell yeah. him to listen in. All right, sure, so, man. <laughs> so this week, man, we have um, – I mean, we all try to, you know, make predictions before the week actually um, takes place. Um, but, you know, this is fantasy, so sometimes we're wrong. Um, who surprised you this week with their production? Who kind of came out of nowhere and just like you just didn't see that coming, you didn't know what was happening? Who got you this week with surprise production? Um, I think probably the, the biggest one that everyone kind of realizes and sticks out is Eric Ebron with the three touchdowns and the two receiving touchdowns and the one rushing. I mean, against Jacksonville, I just I don't think anyone saw that coming. He just he looked like a stud just catching every pass he was thrown to him basically. And I didn't see that coming either. Actually, I mentioned him last week in in my um, guaranteed not producers, <laughs> and I, hey. I just mentioned him. I didn't. With I didn't, Jeff I didn't Doyle say, on the rise, who would have thought? Yeah, I, I didn't see that coming at all. And actually, um, the the target that was really Jack Doyle. I was like, yo, stay away from Jack Doyle. And I, but I also kind of side mentioned Eric Ebron because I thought he may draw. Um, Miles Jack, and I thought he wouldn't produce, but golly, was I wrong. 
Yeah, I think I think quite a bit of people were too. I mean, I I didn't see that coming either, and sure enough, he blew me away. Another kind of shocker I saw probably on the opposite end was Jets defense. I thought they were going to kill it this week. I told people to start them. I started them in many in a couple leagues, and they went out and got negative points for a lot of people, including myself. <laughs> it kind of just screwed me in a couple of games. Man, I understand that. So they they would be your biggest disappointment this week. Ah, uh, yeah, I would say the Jets' defense. Yeah, they they let me down. And uh, if if we're talking about players too, I would go with OJ Howard. He only had 15 yards, one catch. Fitzmagic was back. He was throwing the ball, although he turned it over four times. He still had 400 plus passing yards and only managed 15 to OJ Howard. And I I couldn't believe it. I I figured with a guy of his caliber and a great matchup potentially I thought he would have at least more than 15 yards in one catch it was it was tough it was tough yeah I I expected more from Fitz again too I don't know we it's hard not to fall for that magic trick man it's really tough like one week he's killing it and you're like yes this is awesome I'm gonna invest in this and then the next week is going it's a magic trick it's fixed magic, and I mean we fall for it all the time. It's okay. Absolutely, yeah. It'll get it gets everyone now and then. Yeah, it got me too. All right, so um, who are who are your guaranteed? Like, if you look at the matchups this week, who are some of the people you're like, man, I can almost guarantee production there. Yeah, there's there is some good matchups this week, especially the the prime one is the Kansas City Rams matchup. Just it's filled with studs, Mahomes. <laughs> Watkins, no, maybe not Watkins, but Hill, Gurley, Woods, uh, Cooks, and sadly not Cup this week and probably the rest of the season. But, man, they, there's a lot of guys in that game, and I think it'll be high scoring. I think Todd Gurley's going to rush for a million yards just because that Chiefs run defense is atrocious. I can I can almost guarantee that two wide receivers will, will go over double-digit points for both teams. I think Mahomes and Goff will have over 12 or 20 points. I just It's going to be a shootout. Another guy who I think is just going to go off, who's, who's a stud, is Ezekiel Elliott. Just a great matchup against Atlanta. He's already starting in your lineup, but with Atlanta, he could propel you to the victory you need. Another guy, Christian McCaffrey against Detroit. Detroit's run defense has just been pitiful all season. I'm a Detroit fan. I have season tickets. I see – the, the the atrociousness of the Lions run D and the fact that we can't stop anyone. And it's just, we bring in Snacks Harrison that still doesn't really make too much of a difference. And I think McCaffrey and Cam Newton will just have a field day with the Lions. Wow. I love that inside information, man. Like if somebody's a, a fan of a team and you're watching them every single week, then you know exactly um, what they're capable of, and I appreciate oh, that. Yeah. That's really cool. Yep, yep. Well, especially with Carryon Johnson, I could see that coming too. If you could just watch him live, the cuts he made, just how exhilarating he was when he got into open space, you could just tell this guy was a playmaker, and he was he was poised for just like stardom almost. And him and Galladay, you could really kind of see the, just the little in-depth things that you can't really notice on TV unless you were to study it a lot. But who's studying the Lions? <laughs> so. You could really no. see see the moves they made, you know, and, and it was it's cool when you when you watch players up close. You you guys actually lost Golden Tate. 
you lose Golden Tate to the Eagles. Um, how do you feel about, I mean, his lack of production this week, but how do you feel about his season going forward? Do you think he'll come alive at some point in that offense? Yeah, I think he's got to. I mean, they didn't. They gave up a third-round pick. Uh, he's he's going to be a free agent next year, so they might not even be able to bring him back next year. So I think they're just going to eventually start to force some plays to him, create his own little bubble screens coming across the middle, and let Golden Tate be Golden Tate. And they brought him in for a reason, and I I expect them to use him, but it will take at, at least a week, obviously, and maybe a couple more for him to really start to spark this offense. And I think they kind of have their eye on him for more of a playoff gem rather than someone who will carry them through the regular season. Now, he loves, and you know this personally, he loves to abuse the New Orleans Saints. He loves doing that, right? He does it all the time. Oh, yeah. He loves to abuse the Saints. He has that matchup this week. Um, he's been in the offense for at least a week. Um, do you foresee him doing anything special this week? You know, you know what's funny? I have actually uh, Alshon Jeffrey scoring a touchdown just because I think Gold Tate's going to be racking up tons of yards and getting the the Eagles down in the red zone and giving Alshon Jeffrey more opportunities than he would have if Golden Tate weren't on a team. So I think Golden Tate will have a decent impact just because the matchup's pretty good. The Saints uh, have given up a lot of pass yards. It's probably going to be a type shootout game. The Eagles are starting to get into a must-win mode. And I think Golden Tate, is they're going to start just to try to force the ball to him almost. Mm. Okay, so this week, who have a bad matchup? They normally, maybe normally they're great producers, but this week they have a bad matchup, and you don't really see anything great for them this week because they, they may not produce as they normally do this week. I think uh, Keenan Allen, he's got the, the Denver Broncos. You know, it's going to be a tough matchup with that secondary. All the receivers around him have started to uh, emerge with the Williams brothers, and I think they're slowly starting to chip away production. And I think actually Melvin Gordon is going to take over this game mostly and propel the Chargers to a victory and slow down that pass game, and it's just going to be a grounded pound because I think the cornerbacks of Denver will just shut down the Chargers. Uh, another guy I have is uh, Mark Ingram. I think with that Philly front line, he's going to struggle. Although Ezekiel um, gouged them the other night, he looked incredible. Mark Ingram is not Ezekiel Elliott, and I think Kamara will be Ezekiel Elliott and kind of have the, the more yards out of the two of them. Maybe Ingram falls into the end zone, but I don't see him having a whole lot of uh, rushing yards. Maybe some receiving yards, but I don't see Ingram doing a whole lot this week. So for those two, you think the play there is Kamara if you have both of them? Yep, yep, absolutely. Okay. Um, Now talk to us about um, some possible sleepers this week. I mean, who are some guys who are kind of under the radar guys they have maybe a good matchup or maybe they have just the right situation. Who are some of those sleeper guys we can look out for this week? Well, one I'm going to say is Doug Martin, which I never thought I would say all season. But he kind of just – he's been getting four yards a carry, which isn't too bad. He hasn't found the end zone yet, so maybe he's due. I think the matchups right against Arizona, they're, they've been – you know, kind of a mess, but how much worse can it get? So I think Doug Martin has a relatively high floor 
and not so much of a really high ceiling, but he, he won't do too terrible or even bad. I think he'll do pretty good this week against a kind of bad uh, Cardinals run defense. Another guy I'm Alex Collins. They're going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals have just looked worse and worse each game. Kamara and Ingram torched them last week. The, the entire Saints just torched them. They they brought in Hugh Jackson. They've just they looked like a mess. They fired Terrell Austin or Terrell Davis. Yeah, Terrell Davis or Terrell Austin. Terrell Austin. Terrell Davis is the Broncos' running back. <laughs> and so, anyways. <laughs> They fired, yeah, former Lions defensive coordinator, Trell Austin. And so now I think there's going to be just a lot of room for Alex Collins to make plays, and I think he's got a lot of opportunities with that garbage-like Cincinnati defense. So you see Alex Collins as being one of those guys who, who could be a sleeper this week, especially with, you know, that defense in disarray. Yep, yep. All right, awesome. So now we're going to hop into our new segment, um, Trust Fall. And it's only new. I mean, we've only been doing it for like three weeks, right? But the show's only eight weeks or so whatever. So <laughs> we're going to do Trust Fall. Um, and what we're going to do is I'm basically going to just shout out some matchups, um, some guys and, and who they're going up against. And then you tell me just, like, do you trust them um, and or, or don't you trust them? Like, I trust this guy or I don't trust this guy. All right, Sounds you ready? good. Let's do it. Awesome, awesome. Um, Leonard Fournette versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I trust him. I think he's back. I think his workload's just going to get bigger each week. Um, although they probably could be trailing in this game and it might not be scripted towards his way, I think Fournette's just too much driven, too uh, gifted to have a bad game this week. And I think he has at least a touchdown and 50 yards. All right, so Leonard Fournette is a trust for you. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, here we go. Aaron Rodgers versus that Seattle defense. Um, Seattle, actually, you know, they didn't do too bad last week against golf. They did give up 318 yards. Um, but at the same time, they're ranked pretty, you know, high against the pass at least. So how do you think they'll do against A-Rod? And is A-Rod somebody I can trust? Yeah, Seattle's been relatively decent in the stopping the quarterbacks this year in fantasy, which I don't think a lot of people expected with all these young guys coming in. But they've looked pretty good. And um, But it's Aaron Rodgers, and I think you always got to trust Aaron Rodgers unless he's got a broken knee, which he did earlier this season. So there was maybe one or two games where you might not trust him earlier this season. But I'd say 99 times out of 100 times you're trusting Aaron Rodgers. Awesome. So A-Rod's a trust for you. Now we have um, one guy who burst onto the scene last week, right? He had been a complete disappointment up until this point, um, but he is somebody, and a lot of people are past their trade trade deadline, so he's not like a sell-high candidate unless there's still time for that. But he burst onto the scene with 108 yards last week and one touchdown. You may already know who I'm talking about, right? Um, Give me a penny for your thoughts. I, I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) <laughs> Tell me about Rashad Penny versus um, the Green Bay Packers. You know, I think it looks good for him. If he's if he's going to be the starter and Mike Davis doesn't really take on a big role and Chris Carson is out, which I don't think he will be because I think they sat him just to make him safe for this Thursday. But if Carson is out, um, 
maybe Penny could be trustworthy, but it's just too much of a mess for me and too much of a risk, I would feel like. So I wouldn't trust him this week, but if he gives me one more week and Carson is losing carries or you can start to see the backfield tilt towards Penny's way, then I could start to gain some trust for him. But this week, although the matchup might seem nice, I wouldn't buy into it. All right, so even though he's a, uh, don't trust him, you don't trust him this week. No way. Ah, all right. Um, let's go Mitchell Trubisky, right? Mitch Trubisky um, going up against that Minnesota defense. They seem to be kind of, you know, catching their fire a little bit. Um, how do you feel about Mitch? Mitch is, like, going in – he's going off on teams nowadays. He is killing it. Um, but this is a bit of a matchup um, for him. So how do you feel about Mr. Trubisky? Trust or no trust? You know, this is this is a tough one. I think Mitchell Trubisky's looked great the last couple of weeks. He's been a fantasy producer. They actually – I saw a tweet about him and Cam Newton um, comparing them, and it showed their rush yards and their passing touchdowns and their rushing touchdowns, and it said, who would you rather want? And believe it or not, Trubisky had a little bit better stat line for a fantasy purpose, and um, – People were clicking Trubisky, not realizing it was actually Cam Newton, and then they posted it was uh, Cam Newton, who was the actual the, the or yeah, Cam Newton was player A and player B. They had picked Trubisky, so he's he's produced a lot lately. But I, I don't see it against the Vikings. I think the Vikings coming off a bye, they've probably been studying him, and and I just in division rivals, I don't see it against them this week. So I, I don't trust Trubisky. Mm, okay. Um, we only have two more. One should be um, – one's a little just kind of for my own personal thing. Um, and then the All other right. one's for everybody else, right? So um, I'll go me first because um, that's what kind of guy I am. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, Brandon Marshall just signed with the Saints, right, this week um, against the Eagles. He may not even play, but if he does play, do you trust him or – no. It's really tough to trust a guy on playing his first game. Um, maybe he gets a he gets a touchdown in the end zone, but I, I don't see him coming in this week and learning the playbook and getting things down and having the Saints actually need to use him to be effective. I think the Saints have figured out that it's Kamara Breeze and Thomas with a little sprinkle of Ingram to win ball games and I, I, I wouldn't trust Marshall this week, but along down the line, I think maybe he could be a deep sleeper and a nice nice grab to have. All right, awesome. Um, now let's go with Calvin Ridley versus Dallas. I don't think um, he's going to draw um, Jones as, as his matchup. I think he may draw a secondary corner, but they have been pretty decent against the pass. Um, what do you think when you look at Calvin Ridley, right? Um does he, is he somebody you can trust this week or somebody you just can't trust against Dallas? You know, he's probably going to go up against Jordan Lewis, and he was a former Michigan quarterback, and I'm a big Michigan fan. So I've actually watched Jordan Lewis play a lot, and I know he's got a lot of speed, and I know Ridley's got a lot of speed. So I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. I don't think Lewis is really too too much of a threat to Ridley, but he does have the potential to shut him down and – hang with them from and prevent that deep threat but Ridley I think could maybe make a play or two and do something there's always that 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 option of Ridley just going off and getting three touchdowns or him just not really doing much 
And I think it's going to be either one of those two. I think he's going to either have like a 50-yard game, four catch, you know, or he's going to get two touchdowns and 100 yards or something. I, I think it's either a real high ceiling or a, kind of a low floor. But I uh, – that's a tough one. I um, – <laughs> You know, I, if it was if it was a stardom, I would have to look at my other options. Ah. So I. All right. I let's really let's say it's in a PPR. It, it, it match. It's depending on who 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 you got on your bench. Okay. Okay. So he's somebody like okay. Even in the PPR, he's somebody who you say I can't trust. It's a tough one, but I I would maybe lean just a little bit towards can't just because I have a little bit of love for Jordan Lewis too. So. I would say 51% can't, 49% can't. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I can go with those odds, man. Yo, thank you so much for joining us, man. Um, you have been absolutely excellent. So much um, knowledge here, so many great gems. Um, Adam, do me a favor. Tell the people one more time where they can reach you, where they can listen to your podcast and get um, great information straight from you. Um, and then um, where can they reach you on Twitter and Instagram and things of that nature? Yeah, so you guys can find me on my podcast. It's FFB Unwrapped on the podcast app or on iTunes. Leave me a great review. Subscribe. I'll give you all your fantasy advice. You can also follow me on Twitter at EverydayFFB where I give away uh, jerseys, hats every now and then, signed things. I'm giving away a signed cream hunt hat this Monday during their Monday night showdown against the Chiefs and the Rams. So, Go check out my pin tweet. You'll want to win that hat. All you got to do is retweet and follow a couple people. Real easy. And it was a great, great being on the show. And I would, I would absolutely love to come back. Yeah, we would love to have you back anytime. Thank you so much for joining us, man. This has been absolutely excellent. Um, you know, the motto or the slogan here is basically we just want as much information as we can get to suck less at fantasy. Like, that's the whole goal. <laughs> <Yeah>, absolutely. <laughs> And we appreciate you giving us that today, Doc. Thank you so much. All right, you've been listening to um, Expert Fantasy Advice. Today we were Adam Stark. Thank you for listening. This is Rick. Look, do us a favor, right? If you love what you're hearing, you love the guests, you love that kind of stuff, do me a favor. Go to iTunes. Um, go ahead. Give us a rating. Let us know what's going on. Let us know um, the parts of the show that you absolutely love. Um, let us know the parts of the show that you think can be improved on. We're always listening. Um, you can follow us at uh, MTMV Sports on Twitter. Go ahead and, and give us a shout-out there. If you want to, you know, slide in our DMs, they're always open for you. So just go ahead and do that as well. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you enjoy your day. God bless. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Damo, one of the hosts of the most dangerous wrestling podcast around, The Outsider's Edge with my homies Jay Kells and Sam Blackwell. And you're listening to the My Team, My Voice Sports Podcast Network. Yeah.